The Carolina Outdoors is in session. Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty here. We're glad that you're joining us. We have on author, uh, guest, Sam Johnson, author of Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway. We're talking about Bullhead Creek. We already learned that they had a cable car up there into the 1960s. Of course, Stone Mountain State Park is the home of uh, Bullhead Creek and the other streams that reside there. It's in Roaring Gap, North Carolina, just uh, less than two hours uh, from Charlotte uh, area, uh, heading over towards Sparta. And, Sam, you're talking to us about Bullhead Creek. As we talked about in the intro, it was a, a trophy trout stream deeded over, collected with the state when it took over in 1969, uh, the state park system and all that. Sam, where did Bullhead Creek get its name? Um, Bill, it actually gets its name from a ridge up on the north side of the Blue Ridge Parkway, just just up from its headwaters, um, just um, j- just north of um, I-, I think it's um, I can't remember uh, I can't remember the the, the milepost marker, but it's, it's just north of the headwaters, and there's a ridge called Bullhead Bullhead Mountain Bullhead Ridge up there, what and is- so that would have been where it got its name. Now, Sam, we know that at one point Bullhead Creek was really renowned for having some, some pigs, just really big trout. And right. lately it's more not the case. In the last yeah. 30 or so years, what happened? Maybe that's part of the beat system. Is it about a feeding issue? Is it poaching? What what happened to those pigs? Well, there's, there's a lot of controversy about what happened to the fish, but, the, you know, the long and short of that is, is that the state, you know, quit feeding the fish, and over time, or they either quit or cut back or some of both over a period of time, and th- that had a tremendous effect on the population and the size of the fish that were in there. Uh, other people claim that poaching took the fish out, uh, some floods. Uh, I think it's kind of a combination of all of it. Um, they, you know, when the, when the state quit quit feeding the fish uh, uh, two to three times a week, um, it doesn't take long before it, that that population will be affected. Um, but it's a, you know, it's it, it all it did is revert back to what it was before. It's a wild mountain stream with wild fish in it, and um, it's it's still a a great stream. And and when it was a paper fish venue. It was extremely popular. People came from all over. I fished it, you know, I probably fished it five or six times when it was paid for fish, starting when it was about 4 or $5 per beat. There were eight beats that started right there at the bridge on Stone Mountain Road and went north of there. Um, and I believe beat three was actually Rich Mountain Creek, and then four, five, and six were the middle areas, which were the best fishing, in my opinion. Uh, all of the beats were different lengths. You know, some were hundreds of yards long. Some would be close to a mile long. So you, you picked your beat, paid, uh, and everyone was happy, including the fish. Uh, but when they quit feeding them, things, you know, changed. And um, it's, it's just a wild mountain stream now. Most of the trails have grown up. Uh, and you, you're bushwhacking your way most of the way up. And for our listeners who are joining in, the beat system is an old European designation for, for a certain section of the stream. You could reserve these these beats, these eight beats that Sam Johnson, our guest, is talking about. You would pay a fee, sign in for the beat for the day, first come, first serve. And over the past 
30 years, the fee would be anywhere from $4 to $8 to $12. It got up to maybe 10 or 12 years ago, it got up to $22. And then, yeah. as you said, uh, uh, during that time, ironically, um, the the fish got smaller as the fee went up. <laughs> so it was counterintuitive to that. Uh, um, and now is designated, as you said, a wild trout water. And so same with that in mind. Yeah. We're not we're not playing the beat game any longer, correct? No, we're not playing the beat game anymore. It's uh, anyone can show up, fish anywhere you want on that stream. And so when you know, now that those those big pigs that were really there because they were being fed, now that they're gone, what's the, what's the fishing like? What kind of little little guys are we seeing now? We know what what wild mountain streams are like, kind of here in, in North Carolina. But you know, clue in our listeners, what what's it really going to be like if we head up to Bullhead Creek? If you if you go to Bullhead Creek today, um, uh, from the bridge where it goes under Stone Mountain Road, where the confluence of Stone Mountain Creek it it meets that and then forms the east prong of the Roaring Fork or the Roaring River, as you go north of there, it's only about four tenths of a mile up up to to uh, Rich Mountain Creek, um, and it's relatively flat. There are some nice holes and runs and ripples in in that run. And you know you're going to you're going to catch uh, mostly browns and rainbows in the six to eight inch range is what I found. Uh, some of the deeper holes, you know, you can you know you can dredge those out. You might pull a ten inch or twelve inch um, rainbow or brown out of there. But generally, you know, what I'm catching or what I've caught recently uh, have been in the you know the eight eight inch range. Once you get above Rich Mountain Creek. That's where you get out of the crowds. Um, in other words, most people that are going to fish bullhead are going to fish that first um, half mile. They're not going to go up Rich Mountain Creek, which is the first big tributary, which is an excellent little trout stream in itself. In fact, the upper part of it, you'll get into some brook trout in the upper part of it. That's about a two-mile-long uh, tributary. But once you get above that and, and start getting into the middle part of Bullhead, it, it tends to open up a bit. You get in some really wide open areas where it's open casting uh, flat, uh, and then you'll get into some, some rugged uh, topography. Uh, the fish are about the same in that area. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be in the in the in the six to you know ten inch range, rainbows and browns. Um, once you get to Horse Cove Creek, which is uh, the, 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 the second tributary or the first feeder, uh, really, uh, at the high elevation, uh, you're, you're above uh, about 3,600 feet there. You start getting into some brook trout in the upper part of that, uh, and they're small. They're going to be, you know, three to, you know, six inches long. Um, and so that that's kind of... You know, you're going to find it to be like most blue liners that you fish anywhere. Um, there's, the trail system is almost non-existent anymore. Um, a lot of bushwhacking um, and just easing your way up through there. But there, it, I still think it's a nice little blue line trout stream with a lot of fish in it. Well, uh, and, people and, fish it. People fish and complain about it because there's no big fish in there anymore. Uh, but if, but if you're going to to fish and, and catch what you should be catching on a blue line stream, uh, you know you're going to be pretty happy. 
Well, I will give you the Sam's rank because I stopped by Jesse Brown's and picked up Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway, the North Carolina section, an almost accurate guide detailing over 200 of the best rivers, streams, and creeks along the North Carolina section of the Blue Ridge Parkway. With a bit of their history and lore, and Sam R. Johnson, outdoorsman and author, is uh, spilling out some of his wisdom on that. In this book, I don't know, it's 300 pages of Sam's wisdom. Um, And Sam, you break it down from the gradient of the stream to the effort to the pressure of not just Bullhead Creek, but all of the other creeks and rivers uh, along the Blue Ridge Parkway in North Carolina um, as much. So our listeners out there, now that spring is here, we're going into the warm weather months of of now moving forward it's a great place to head stone mountain state park and a great place to fish and you know in stone mountain state park up there in roaring gap it's been around since 1969 if you are not an angler and you don't want to take advantage of those 20 miles of trout streams there are 90 family campsites four backpack sites four big group campsites all right there by that big granite dome that is Stone Mountain. It's there 600 feet above the valley floor. You've got nine trails with nearly 30 miles of hiking and 10 miles of bridle trails. That's for horses, not for weddings. The other little nerdy fact about Stone Mountain State Park, Stone Mountain itself is part of a 25-mile pluton, which is an igneous rock formed beneath the Earth's surface by molten lava a long, long time ago. Really neat spot, just about two hours north west of Charlotte. Great spot for fishing, hiking, birding, and natural history. Oh yeah, and you said fishing twice in there, I hope. If not, I added it Fishing. (laughs) That's right. Sam R. Johnson, we don't want to wear out our welcome here on the Carolina Outdoors, but we'd like to hit you back. You gave us insight on Bullhead Creek uh, from the book Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway and your lectures and from your research into the book, we hope to get you back on here to talk about another treasure that we have here in North Carolina along the Blue Ridge Parkway. Well, Bill, it's been a pleasure being with you today, and I'd love to come back. You just pick a stream that you want to talk about, and I'd be I'd be happy to, to give you my take on it. Fantastic. Will you send us to the website? I think it's wildbearings.com. Am I right there? It is www.wildbearings.com. That is where Sam Johnson can be accessed or just access his book, Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway, at Jesse Brown's. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side with more. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 